0: Oh,
1: 100.9. Streaming on the Tide 100.9 app, Joe Gaither, Aiden Dolan, Seth, Seth Hopper, excuse me, Seth Hopper, Aiden Dollins, Joe Gaither, hanging out with you guys for the next hour or so. Big thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting our day going with the Martin Houston show. You hear them weekdays from six until seven. You have Wimpenberry Sanderson on the inside the locker room from seven to nine. We just wrapped up the Gary Harris show from 9 to 11. I'll be with you till noon. We'll pass it off to Big Noon Sports. We'll have Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller on Big Noon Sports. Ryan Fowler on the game at 2. We'll shut it down tonight with a little Stingray show. Trent Richardson and Chuck Oliver on the ropes. So so keep it with us on Tide 100.9. We'll be live and local all day long. And download the Tide 100.9 app. It's the best way to keep up with all your Crimson Tide news and notes. You can find us on the Twitter machine at Tide 109, at Seth R. Hopper, at Aiden underscore Dollins, at Joe Gaither 6 Send us your comments, questions, queries, and complaints. Or jump in and join us on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. I want to say a big thanks to Derry Daniel for sponsoring the program and being a part of the part of the show. Uh, I while I was out last week, one of the calls that I listened to, because I listened back to on all the uh, to, to all the all the shows, one of the calls that we had, uh, somebody calling in, praying Amazing, Darry Daniel for helping him change a tire, uh, driving out in uh, the middle of the highway, helping him change a tire. So my man, Derry Daniel, he will be there li- like a good neighbor. State Farm and Derry Daniel is there. Call him at 205-758-3391. You can call us at 205-342-9904. What are we going to do today, guys? What are we going to do today? Okay, so, last, so we're on Wednesday. We've kind of d- done the whole everything I missed from last week on Monday. We kind of were in the weekend and kind of recapping that still on Tuesday. There's been a lot of bad news for Alabama. There's been a lot of bad news. Well, not a, Okay, there's been a lot of negative news uh, uh, around around Alabama over the last 24 hours. Let's start, actually, uh, Seth Hopper with some positive news, and then we'll talk about Deontay Wilder. We'll talk about uh, Coach Sanderson's Texas prediction. We'll talk about NBA playoffs from last night. We'll talk about Jackson Mahomes getting arrested. You know, there, there's a lot of things to get into. John Jones may retire before his new career gets back on, back on track. There's a lot to get into, Seth, so, uh, you know, we'll we'll just follow the lazy river wherever it takes us, but let's start in a good place. Let's start in a good place. I know you've all been seeing some negative news around Alabama. How about some positive news around the Crimson Tide and the Alabama Athletics Program? Uh, According to Alabama Athletics Communications, around mm, 8.30, 9 o'clock last night they sent out a press release. All 21 University of Alabama Athletics teams continue to score well above the national cutoff standard for the academic progress rate, APR. You guys know APR. APR is basically the academic measure that allows you to compete in postseason play. You have to be at a, a certain APR standard to be to qualify for postseason play. Uh, the press release goes on. All 21 Crimson Tide teams posted scores that matched or were above the national average in their respective sports to highlight another strong year in the classroom. Both football and men's basketball teams led the way as each bettered the national average in their sport by more than 25 points and were two of the 10 UA teams in their sport to surpass the national National average by double digits. All right, so look, might be some negative news here and there uh, popping up around the Crimson Tide, but men's basketball, we can do something right. Men's and women's golf, men's and women's tennis, gymnastics, soccer, volleyball all reach perfect scores over a four-year stretch. Great, we're excelling in the classroom. So look, it's not all bad. It's not all terrible around, around Tuscaloosa. I know you worried about, we talked about points, run shaving yesterday, which I thoroughly believe is not the case of what's going on with the baseball team. I thoroughly believe it was just a savvy better placing a large wager, uh, and that Ohio was just mitigating their liability, uh, o- over the weekend. We heard about Henry Ruggs accepting his, uh, unfortunately accepting his sentence yesterday. We saw Deontay Wilder get arrested, uh, Oh, goodness gracious, and we know the uh, compliance staff and athletic a member of the athletic uh, athletic compliance staff was arrested over the weekend as well. So lots of negative news,
2: but our guys and our girls can still go to class and excel in the classroom. Well done. Bravo. It just feels so good after weeks and weeks. It feels like every day there's something new that was just terrible news for our athletics program so this is just great um, of course our detractors are not going to bring it up they're going oh yeah they did that but let's move back to Brandon Miller what about baseball you know so but it just feels great for everyone in the Tuscaloosa area to just finally have something positive that can, that we can talk about
1: a total of 11 Crimson Tide programs ranked at the top or tied at the top of APR marks among Southeastern Conference teams in their respective sports. Football, men's basketball, men's golf, men's women's golf, gymnastics, soccer, women's, uh, men's and women's swimming and diving, men's tennis and women's tennis all ranked number one in the SEC academically. Well done. Everything's cool. Everything's good yeah uh, so they're all taking engineering right aerospace engineering and they're all excelling in that yeah, yeah, academically yeah, yeah.
0: speaking well, and every single basketball mechanics. and football player that you guys have ever shared a classroom with has absolutely been up to the same level as all the other students in there and hasn't been given any
2: special treatment by anybody in the academic program They definitely don't leave class early I never saw that
1: in my, time, uh, in my time as a student at the University of Alabama. Yeah, me neither. So, okay. c- congratulations. Oh, dude, Jalen, you, you, can, you can say okay sarcastically, but Jalen Hurts was always on
0: the front row in JCM 331. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was. Yeah. And I'm sure there are dudes that are doing a bang-up job in the classroom. It's just, you know, with such a score, I have a hard time believing that every third-string offensive lineman is doing his due diligence uh, within the lecture hall.
2: I will just well, say. they clearly are. They're getting, the, they're, they're, they've got the academic scores to prove it. Yeah, but they, I would just say, I'm not going to name any names. Oh, but my gosh. Are we really classes, questioning the integrity? Like, and this was supposed to start off good, guys. It is good. I'm happy. But I would just say that some of the classes I have had with athletes, now there are some that actually, you know, are out taking notes. They either leave class early or they don't have a paper out to take notes. And they just, you know. You know, they just have more help than some students do. But Seth, I I didn't take a whole lot of notes in college, so was I, I? I made good scores. Okay, well, that's you. But these are, you know, athletes. They're out in the light. They're not you. You know. Uh, 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 you're insinuating that they are not doing their homework or not doing it uh, because I'm they're not just, taking notes? I'm just saying. I didn't classes, go to every single class in my college career. I'm, I'm just saying the classes that I've had with athletes, they leave class early sometimes. Uh, okay, early. so
0: did I. I. I have never seen somebody so willing to loudly snore through a 12 person class as J.C. Latham.
2: Okay, he named names.
0: Yeah, that was inappropriate.
2: I was uh,
1: going to do that. No, okay, that was... But come on. I, I definitely slept through some classes. Why are we going to shave the... Why are we going to turn my positive news into some negative news in like well, just, in like two seconds? Well, just saying you that... You guys just poked holes right into... Uh, let's not start was, with Deontay Wilder's gun charge. Oh, let's start with some good news, guys. Oh, that's fine. I'll just poke, 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 poke. None of these guys I, are
0: actually going to class. It's they all the university's fault all, for trying to patch the
2: hull the of the ship yeah. with flex Seal. I think me and Aiden were trying to say, you were trying to say they all go to class, they do all this. We were just saying we've had some athletes that, you know, don't do, you know, what some of the students that excel in academics do. But you, you know what, Seth? Not everyone has to take notes. I know. Not I know. everyone has to be uh, locked in and during the lecture. You, can, you. But let's just not pretend like they're all doing that. Let's not pretend they're all, you know— you know, excelling. No.
1: I, I'm not pretending. I'm reading straight from the Alabama Athletics uh, press release that their scores that their scores were amongst the best in the SEC,
2: amongst the best in the NCAA. Okay, I just can't believe Aiden brought up a name. I, I You know, I try to stay away from that oh, name. Yeah, I, I forgot that already. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll balance it out. I've never no. seen a more dedicated student than Macari Doggett.
2: <laughs> Great, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, there we go. Their, yeah. I'll, I'll balance it out there. Yeah, I bet JC makes good scores. Yeah, yeah maybe that's. that's I'm good. sure he's
1: a-ok. You, you, you would see too if you had a 5 a.m. workout and then you had to go to 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. JCM boring, yeah. let, more you know, communications lecture hall. You got to go to the practice Theory of rhetoric, later. rhetoric that, and popular yeah. culture. That is,
2: that is a good point. That is Come good on, let's not let's not act like I don't the, do it as much as they do. Let's not, not act
1: like. Uh Oh gosh, y'all just took my my positive news and shot me, right? I, I was ready to like,
2: get the kite going, fly the <laughs> kite, you know, and, and, and you shot arrows into my kite and now your, it's down. A good point. They are hardworking outside of class, so they have a lot more than I have to do, I, but, you know. All right, well, fine. Then we'll go to our negative
1: news. We'll go to our negative news and we'll have our, 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 our a short discussion on firearms. Mm. Oh gosh This is a Okay look Deontay Water Arrested yesterday Uh, Let's see Felony charge Carrying a concealed weapon Uh, Felony uh, felony Concealed weapons charge He was pulled over He's pulled over For an obstructive license plate And illegally tinted windows Alright That's Can we start right there? Let's start right there and say thank you, Mr. Officer or Mrs. Officer, for protecting Deontay Wilder for pulling him over for his tinted window or obstructed license plate. Thank you. Great job. Great, great job protecting and serving the community. You did your job. Uh, Well done. Uh, So they stopped Deontay Wilder because he's got dark windows and obstructed license plate on a Rolls Royce. Like, okay, I guess that's more commonplace in, in California. California. If Deontay Waters rolling through Tuscaloosa in that uh, what F1 McLaren, he's got a he's got a McLaren or whatnot. Like I know that's Deontay. That's there's like (laughs) there's somebody. Yeah, you you know that it's not just uh, some Yahoo here in Tuscaloosa. All right, so Deontay driving his nice car in California, pulled over. uh, Officers smelled marijuana during the stop and found a nine millimeter gun. The ensuing search of the vehicle. He was not in trouble for the marijuana out in California, as that was A-OK, but he was in trouble for the 9mm handgun. And uh, De- Deontay Wilder taking take to Twitter saying, I'd rather be safe than sorry. The end. Okay, so look, we've had a lot of gun issues or uh, stories. We've had a lot of stories that involve firearms here in t- here around the Tuscaloosa area and in the sporting world. Uh, a lot more in this. It feels more frequent in the sporting world uh, in the last 12 months, the last two years. Uh, you can correct me if you if you if, if I'm wrong, but I, I can't really... think of a law change in the
0: state that might have spurred that. <laughs> well,
1: that's what I want. That, that's okay. That's getting to where we're, we're yeah you're t- running around the track. Real- Quick thank you very much long story short We had a concealed carry It's now legal to conceal carry Here in Alabama um, and What happens Alabama basketball Ends up with a With with a gun issue You have the You have a a Memphis kid Who's a highly Highly rated recruit uh, Ends up with a gun issue You have a Transferee Who ends up with a gun issue Who's kicked off the school Kicked out of uh, Kicked out of School before he even Enrolls You've got John Morant With gun issues The the guns are Everywhere And look I Look Own a gun illegally Do what you want to do I think it's perfect Here's where I'm Conflicted Seth I'm conflicted because because I think guns are extremely dangerous. I'm conflicted because I love the Constitution. I love the Second Amendment. I I, I, I love the First Amendment more, obviously. But I, but but I love the Constitution. I love you know. I, I think guns are cool. Look, you watch movies. I I've got relatives. I've got you you, you know. Uh, guns are what they are, but they're also extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. And you have a massive irresponsibility problem, massive problem with people owning them irresponsibly or not owning them legally or using them irresponsibly. And so like those conflicts, golly, I, mm, loss of life makes my, just makes my heart cringe and makes my whole chest cavity could just, just implode. And so what do we do here? What do we do here? Because Deontay Wilder he puts up, a great kind of because it's not exactly safe out there. It's not exactly Disney World out there uh, on the streets now, here in Tuscaloosa, out in California, in, like anywhere. Not not just not just any state, any, anywhere. It's not exactly you know he, sunshine and rays, r- roses everywhere you go. And yes, Deontay, I would make the argument. Come on, brother, you need to have a bodyguard taking your uh, ha- handling your handling your firearm. You need to have a bodyguard taking care of your protection. But Deontay's Think, put yourself in Dante's shoes. You're six foot eight. You're six foot six. You're six seven. You're the former heavyweight champion of the world. You don't really want to. You're fearless. You're fearless man. You're not walking around afraid of anybody because look, you have the heaviest right hand in the history of boxing. What do you do? Where do you draw the line of? Okay, we need to encourage responsible gun ownership because look, love love the Second Amendment, love the First Amendment, love responsible gun owners. I know it's California law, and in, in California and Alabama laws are differently, but my man's, so you're going out to L.A., you're going out to California, you need to follow ah, those laws. Just like the marijuana is okay out there, but not okay here, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's a weird catch. It's a weird kind of uh, convoluted system because here he's not getting in trouble for that 9 millimeter handgun. I mean, come on, come on. Nine, 9 millimeter handgun? How many of our listeners right now have a 9 millimeter in their car? I would say a decent percentage. A decent a, a, a percentage. And, and, and that's fine. Great for you. Not trying to take it away from you one bit. Let's all just be responsible. I don't, like, the guns in sports are just being, uh, maybe, maybe I'm falling victim to, you know, the narrative of national media pushing it in my face and da 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 da, da, da and we gotta get guns. Maybe I Maybe I am. But I feel like it's more prevalent. Athletes, athletes, Owning guns or being more um, willing to be, be, be more open about their gun ownership and or getting in trouble with their gun ownership. I feel like it's more prevalent over the last maybe two years. And it makes me wonder what direction we're
0: going here. Well, so the, the, the thing I take away from this is like if, if you're an athlete, you have more attention on you whenever you walk into any room anywhere. And that attention is not Always positive. I'd go so far as to say it's not even usually positive in certain settings because people get jealous. People have egos. People see somebody who has the things and accomplishments that they want that they cannot reach and they get crappy about it, so to speak. And so, yeah, it's perfectly justifiable that you would want to have a firearm on your person to defend yourself in case a confrontation goes a little haywire. However, I would say that you as the athlete who is carrying a gun needs to hold yourself to the same standards that people who have to get a license to carry a handgun in other states are held to. You can't be walking around with a handgun drinking in the club. You do bring a handgun into the club? Cool. You're not having booze that night, buddy. You can't be smoking weed while you've got your gun on. You can't be altering the chemistry of your brain and altering your decision-making process while carrying that firearm. If you feel like you need it for protection, bully for you. I'm all for that. I kind of agree with you. I don't see how you can properly protect yourself, especially with a firearm, when you have become inebriated.
2: I'm just... This whole thing could have been just solved with bodyguards. You're in California. How do you not know that that's not legal there? That's one of the most liberal states in our country. You should know that you can't have a concealed gun uh, with you maybe in Tuscaloosa that it, it well in Tuscaloosa that would have been fine but i mean but then he, they
0: would have popped him for the pot
1: they would
2: have got yeah that, yeah you're going to rest for the weed uh,
1: at, at that point Which i mean all this goes back to the original we're pulling you over for tinted windows and obstructive license we are protecting and serving all right but i didn't plan this but there is breaking news i didn't plan this uh you can find it on tuscaloosathread.com on tide109.com there is breaking news Involving a gun, an athlete, a story, Alabama, uh, a second subpoena. In the Darius Miles Michael Davis case, has been issued for one Cedric Johnson, and finally, finally. feels like that's a positive move from the law enforcement side. Uh, the, the, you can read about it. Our man Stephen Deathridge is reporting uh, headline: Second shooter subpo- subpoenaed for hearing in Darius Miles murder murder case. You guys all kind of know the details of what's gone on with that case, but this is like, okay. Goes back to. When concealed carry become kind of okay, got put into the wall, I'm sorry, Darius Miles with a gun, Michael Davis with a gun, Cedric Johnson with a gun, everybody concealed carry, bad things happen. Look, I I, I am pro you guys owning a gun, but I just don't know... I just don't know if this whole concealed carry thing is a great deal
2: for the state of Alabama, for, for the country, for the country, for for us, for just people, just people. It just, uh, it just seemed like we just put it out there with no, you know, OK, for this and then this. it just seems like that we just put it out there. and It's a free for all. That's what it just seems like to me.
0: Oh, you your, your, your thumb feels like they just threw a wad of toilet paper at the ceiling to see if it would stick yeah. you know it, it, it just it is the manifestation of it is the actualization of a talking point of just a stupid snippy soundbitey talking point we made it reality and look
2: it just it seems like i don't know it, it seems like we're going to throw it out there whatever happens happens with no thinking of consequences of what could happen i mean i understand we have a conservative state here and most of the people like it you can agree with it or not but it just seems like we just threw it out there and just you know we'll see what happens i I just don't i don't know if that's the right thing to do
0: oh but seth the only handfuls of lives lives that have been lost can be replaced right Miles They're Davis
1: weak. will appear
0: in court uh, on
1: the morning of May 24th for a hearing with Circuit Judge Daniel uh, D- Pruitt, who will consider whether to grant bond to either suspect. Uh, they were already denied bond uh, when the case was still in district court earlier this year. The appearance will double as a discovery hearing where the suspects and their attorneys will hear what evidence the state intends to use to prosecute the state. The state has, mi- uh, has missed two witness subpoenas. Yeah, the state has missed two witness subpoenas ahead of the hearing, one uh, to the Tuscaloosa Violence Crime Unit uh, investigators leading to this case, and one to Cedric Johnson, uh, the driver of the Jeep, believed to have fired four shots from a large caliber revolver that night. If Johnson complies with the subpoena and appears in court, it will be the first time his take on the deadly gunfire is made public. He did not appear in the district court bond hearing in February. According to our friends at the Tuscaloosa thread, Mr. Stephen Deathridge on the report. And I think this is good news. This is good news. Uh, we need, I mean, for all sides, we just need the truth to come out. That's all it is. I don't care what yep. the, I, I don't, I'm not pulling for any outcomes here at this point other than the truth. Uh, and so I think this is good news. Uh, you can follow that again at Thread for any of the updates. We're going to put this little conversation to bed because I feel like we've de- delved deep enough into deep water here. Uh, and when we come back, we'll take our friend Jeff on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline. We'll take you on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline. If you want to call It in at 205 342 9904. When we're done with that, LeBron James, Anthony Davis goes crazy last night. Little Lakers, we'll get into some NBA playoffs and so much more right here on Cup of Joe. This is tied 100.9.
0: around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel, redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel, clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athletes fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the, Miz the Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working
1: drives us to push beyond what we thought was imagined and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local Career Center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOM, PTA, and Federal WIOA. And Equal Opportunity Employer Program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association.
3: Hey, this is Reagan, owner of r and Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 27036th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to r and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience Experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. Joke
4: coming
0: up up. on the game with Ryan Fowler.
1: Coming up on the game starting at two o'clock, we're gonna go to California. We'll talk to Bruce Rollinson, six-time national champ high school football coach who coached Bryce Young from modern-day high school. We will talk with him coming up at 2.15 and another very special guest, all starting at 2 o'clock here on the game. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather a breezy afternoon with a sunny sky the high today 73 clear tonight The low, 47 tomorrow mostly sunny with a high at 77 and friday partly sunny and warmer just a few isolated afternoon showers around the high at 81 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 70 degrees in tuscaloosa never
1: miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9
3: app today.
1: This on Tide 100.9 Streaming on the Tide 100.9 app Aiden Dolan, Seth Hopper, and Joe Gaither All hanging out with you guys another 30, 35 minutes or so want to invite you to jump in and join us On the Dairy Daniels State Farm Hotline At 205-342-9904 That's where we find our friend Jeff in Tennessee Jeff, how's your Wednesday going?
4: Well, it's a nice day so It's going pretty good But I do want to say, y'all were. I'm just going to be real brief on this one thing Do it About the, about the guns here in Tennessee you you can you don't even have to have a permit to carry gun. You can just you can just go out and buy one and go to shooting. You ain't got to you ain't got to have no training, no classes, no nothing. Mm. Just go to a gun store and, and get that gun, put some bullets in, go to shooting. That's what y'all you, you got to do. You ain't got to have you know. So, I mean that that's why he's in Tennessee. So
1: I don't, don't feel good about Alabama's that, Jeff. I don't know.
4: I don't know what Alabama's all are. I think it's the same. <laughs> it is state. the same. I mean, I don't know. I'm don't, not sure. I don't feel good about that. I'm, I'm just saying, what about, I, I didn't want to say too um, about, I know y'all had the gun, but, but the, the gambling stuff too. I'm not surprised that more schools aren't involved in it. Because about every sports show I listen to, there's ads for gambling. Oh, 100%. The hosts come, the, the hosts come on and say, okay, promo code such and such to bet. I and mean, I'm not surprised that there's not more schools getting involved in, you know, shaving or whatever you want to call it for their sport or whatever sport it, it is. That, that I'm not surprised that one bit that, and Alabama's involved in that, but I didn't want to meet the APR. You're talking about that. Um, the APR was academics, and if you get well, I get what the score is. I want to say it's maybe nine twenty-five or something like that. Nine fifty, whatever If you get below a certain number, you're not eligible post right play. If you get all, oh, if you get below it, right. And and, and so, like I know, Kentucky's came out and they said seven of their sports were perfect. Five of them were women's sports. One, one, one of them's co-ed, one of them's a men's sport. So you know, and now I think last year there was, there was like 11 sports that got perfect 1,000.
1: So y'all are smart All too. Them. That's great. What's that now? So Kentucky athletes are smart also. That's awesome.
4: That's well, great. I think athletes are smart, but they also make the postseason. <laughs> we're, we're not like tennis, they can't make the postseason. We're not like that. We don't, you know. I mean our men's tennis team, they just announced the pairings of the day, they're number four seed they gonna host. Great spring. I mean Kentucky Go hosting. Cats No Kentucky's hosting Georgia's hosting Tennessee's hosting Auburn's in Ole Miss is in It ain't just Kentucky <laughs> There's about five six of them So you know, I'm not I'm not but I'm not you know But now I'm just saying If I have all their Top 15 in the country They won a national championship There you go Go Cats baby So I mean you know I mean This stuff that Y'all sit there and say That academics can't win That's bull That's a bunch of bull crap Say so what about as far as, the, as far as the arrest stuff go? There was a kid that's supposed to be an incoming freshman. He got busted for having marijuana with intent to sell. That's what he got busted. For. I don't know what his name is. He's afraid of,
1: don't Tony Mitchell, right. yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Tony Mitchell. Tony yeah. Mitchell also had his firearm on him. Yes, you're right. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't had a firearm. I'm like, oh, I know about I know about no firearms, no drugs. But I don't know
4: about <laughs> he no, had no a, He had
1: uh, Jeff. I don't know how much you weigh, but he had as much marijuana on him as as, as you weigh on a scale. Well,
4: uh, did that he's a fellow <laughs> i mean uh, the bag i saw jeff <laughs> the bag i saw was huge was my man. man well like, what what, 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 what did he weigh? line what did he weigh 305 what's
1: he weigh no, no 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 he's a defensive back he's a defensive oh back. I, 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 I thought i thought he was a line i, I thought he was a line and no I, he's a five-star I, I, defensive back and I mean, he, he, okay. he did, he's well, currently still i already only had a few ounces i didn't think he had no big bag it's 200-something grams. I mean, I, mean I, was, I Okay, I
4: thought it was a few. I didn't know it was no 200. I didn't know it was 200-something. So, wasn't it? Uh, it's, no, it's he th- had
0: like 16 pounds. 200 grams, right? 200-something grams. No, it was a lot more than that.
4: Did no, okay. size I mean, of that trash I, I, bag? I, 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 I thought it was a real small. That bag. was like a contractor's leaf bag.
1: Okay, I well, I knew it was huge. I, I know, thought, know, I thought I know, the actual I know, number was 220. Know, I didn't know it was no beat, real
4: big insane.
1: amount. That's insane.
4: That's insane. No, I was just... No, you're like That's... I mean, you know, I, I, you know. I mean, I mean, it's, you know. You know I where mean, I can
1: find 220 grams, Jeff? What's that now? <laughs> I'm
4: teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you, though, about, about the point shaving, just real quick. I know you don't want to hear, hear, hear this about, about Rupp. But back in the day, Kentucky had a point shaving guy in the 50s, okay? And Rupp, Rupp thought his, his players would never be touched, okay? And they, they shaved points, but it was games in the NIT they shaved. Rupp never thought his players would be touched for gambling. When he found out about it, he was in, he was in his hotel room. Somebody came in and told him that they either were arrested or they found out they did it, and he, he couldn't believe he cried like a baby. I would too. he too. He couldn't believe it, his players had, had got caught. It was so bad. They they Of course, one year they went undefeated and couldn't play at any a For some, it wasn't that. But then they tried to schedule games. That was the mid-50s. I can't remember what year mid-50s. And, they, and the NCAA told these schools, don't you be scheduling them. So
1: what ended up happening is to say he couldn't play for a year because of the scandal. Shoot, man, I, I, I think that's one of the highest crimes in sports. I, I think it's a, it makes me
4: very uncomfortable. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's like, to, me, to me, to me, it's like Pete Rose betting on baseball. Yeah, people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the thing is, people want to put him in the Hall of Fame because the big stuff. And you can't, I mean, on every clubhouse, it says not to bet a lifetime ban. And people still want to put him in the Hall of Fame. It's not right. People still want to. I don't, think you, I don't think you should go in. If you put him in, put you and Joe in. There you go. Put eight men out in. But y'all hang in there, guys. Have a good week. That's See right, y'all. Jeff. Have a
1: great day. That's a great Jeff call on the <laughs> Derry Daniels State Farm Hotline. And speaking of the devil, Superstar just walked into the building, uh, walked into the, in the studio my man Stephen Deathridge, you're breaking news, and you're walking right up into tide to tell us about it. Uh, we, we, first, let's set up the, the, the last segment. The last segment we started with great APR reports. Alabama athletics getting great APR reports, academic progress reports. I think is what that stands for. And my man Seth and Seth and Aiden pooped all over it. They said, "Oh, these guys are not getting. These guys are not getting cl- These guys are getting easy classes. These ladies aren't going to classes. They all get tutors." They poo-pooed all. I was
3: trying to start to show some good news, Stephen. Mm. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I follow some professors at the university, and they uh, hold our athletes to a high standard, right? The 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 fellas, you know, the 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 academic staff that I follow, that I'm familiar with, who taught me when you know a million years ago when I was at school. Uh, who now teach athletes? Will I mean they, they hold them in my experience to the same standard. And You can talk about you know the courses of study that these athletes choose basket and, weaving, and, underwater you know, the,
1: basket weaving, right?
3: The, the the majors that they take, and you know you, I'm I'm sure that there is some credence to this idea that uh, that the, the the academic life of an athlete may be better than easier than than you know a, a student who an undergrad who is there to study engineering and is in some kind of very serious, very competitive, uh, very challenging, very demanding field, but... You know, they still have to take those those uh, just basic degree requirements, those standard degree requirements in math one twelve, math. Keep my butt. And, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, I was in I, I I'm in journalism because I can't do math. <laughs> you know, I, was, I I was in remedial math at UA. I don't have any room to uh, to, to criticize anybody else's. All right, good. So you're on my side. Positive I, news. Positive yes, news. Look, yes, They, they, they news. shot it down good because I was, I was trying
1: to start the show with positive news because I wanted to. To move in to highlight some of the negative news we've been talking about you know obviously Alabama baseball and a little bit of a weird story not scandal weird story you know a you, lot of weird uh, you've got a, you've got a, a senior member of the athletic, athletic athletic department arrested over the weekend and our man Deontay Wilder arrested yesterday so what and your news coincides with our first segment because we were talking about guns we're talking, right. about, we're talking about guns on athletes in and athletes and sports And just the prevalence of guns in society And I know you and you know me we, we, we love America and love the Constitution Big First Amendment guys, big Second Amendment If you love the First Amendment, you have to love the Second Amendment It goes hand in hand And so we, we, we are not trying to be anti-gun at all on, on Cup of Joe or inside 100.9 But I think that, golly, it just seems so prevalent Over the last year and change And so Stephen, first, tell us what you found out We already highlighted it You can read it on Tuscaloosa Thread The breaking news that relates this conversation, relates to Alabama athletes and guns.
3: And then let's talk about, like, why are we here? Well, I, I want to, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're talking, of course, about the news that uh, the second shooter involved in the January fatal shooting on the Tuscaloosa Strip has been subpoenaed. Uh, it, I'm, I'm going to have to assume that your your listeners know a pretty, a pretty large hey, the baseline about, the, about that shooting, uh, just because to go over all of it seems details would take the rest of your hour into the next hour. But the long and short of it is, since the night of uh, uh, the, the morning of January 15th, the night of that Saturday, that Sunday morning, we have been trying to put together what led up to the the shooting death, the fatal shooting of a 23-year-old mother, Jamia Harris. As everyone knows, we had Alabama basketball player Darius Miles and his lifelong friend uh, Michael Davis both charged with capital murder for that killing. And uh, they have both remained jailed since then. Now we had reported, of course, that uh, a hearing was coming up to consider whether or not to grant these men, these suspects, bond and allow them out of jail for the first time since January. Uh, the the in the new development is that at that bond hearing, the state and prosecutors are going to they have they have issued a subpoena for a man named Cedric Johnson. And if you're hearing that name for the first time, Johnson was in the Jeep where Jimmy Harris was shot and killed. The state says that Johnson was was driving that Jeep, he had two women in the car with him, and that Michael Davis uh, pulled out a gun unprovoked after a minor argument, opened fire, killed Harris, and fled the scene. That Johnson had returned fire, but that he, the driver, Cedric Johnson, was acting in self-defense. Now, defense attorneys for uh, Darius Miles and Michael Davis have argued that Cedric Johnson fired first, and we've seen some reporting from people who have seen the surveillance video uh, that that uh, might line up. That say, you know, that that it appears that the first shots fired that night came from inside the Jeep, from the the revolver that Cedric Johnson was holding. Now, Johnson has not yet appeared in court. He was not at the February bond hearing. He has not made any kind of a, a public statement. And so if he he's been subpoenaed, you know, they they, they have ordered him to appear May 24th at the bond hearing for uh, Miles and Davis. And this will be the first time that the public gets to sort of hear Johnson's account. And and uh, even as defense attorneys say he was the aggressor, he shot first uh, to have him in a court. Uh, in a courtroom under oath, testifying for the first time, really has the potential to shed light on uh, aspects of this case that we have not really seen in the light uh, in the last four months. So it's a very exciting development because it really is the biggest remaining piece of the puzzle that's still missing, that's still unknown to us. All
1: right, let me ask you the dumb question. How likely is it, in our uneducated opinion, how likely
3: is it that Cedric Johnson actually appears? Well, I mean, a, a subpoena is not a request, yeah, of course, but you, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, it's not everybody follows them. It's true; that is true. You know, a subpoena is, is is binding. It's a summons. You you have to. You legally must obey, or you know, you could you could be charged with failure to appear. Sure. You could find yourself in legal jeopardy. But if you know, uh, uh, if 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 you believe there there are reasons, of course, that someone uh, would ignore a subpoena, especially if they believe that they have their own criminal liability. But the legal system is going to find and, you know, address this Cedric Johnson issue. Of course, if you have a subpoena issued, you just have to you you need to to just go ahead and show up and answer the questions asked of you or, you know, you're going to have a worse time further down the line. How does a subpoena get delivered to someone, especially someone who? By all my accounts, is on the run. Well, Joe. So on the run. That's a. That's a. Please and correct me, please. I, I wouldn't say on the run. Now, has anybody has anybody in the media talked to Johnson? No. Has the state have, have cops said they're looking for him? No. Have prosecutors say we're trying to find this guy and we haven't? No, I I, I think saying on the run is probably an overstatement, sure. at, least, at least legally speaking, it's probably an overstatement. But, yes, subpoenas are generally delivered in person. They can be given to a law enforcement officer, uh, you know, uh, a deputy and then delivered in person. Uh, and for a matter like this, I, I suspect that they would be. And then yeah, it'll just be the waiting game, you know. Is someone able to serve Johnson with the subpoena, and does he show up three weeks from now on the twenty fourth? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if he does, then what does he say about that night? You know, about the the order of events, about what led to the death of this this twenty three year old mother uh, who was visiting Tuscaloosa and and never went home that night. His child's mother is uh, correct, right? Uh, we we you know we just don't. Have that perspective yet sure. of of, uh, uh, of of Johnson, the the person who matters. Who there really is no argument that he fired four shots from a, a large caliber Taurus Judge revolver, and so to to for the first time to have him in a courtroom talking about that, uh, about what led to him pulling the trigger, uh, to him wounding Michael Davis. We know that he was struck in the shoulder. We know that he was grazed by a second bullet. Uh, so to 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 hear him lay that out about the the order of events about uh, how he came to to fire those shots is going to be really an incredible development in this case. If he complies with that subpoena, if he shows up in court and uh, and answers those questions, it'll be it'll be the the next major development in this case. All right, my man. We're talking to Stephen Dethridge. of the Tuscaloosa Thread. You can follow him at. TCL
1: thread on the Twitter machine at Stephen underscore Deathridge. I think is, uh, is 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 his moniker on the Twitter machine. But really, you just need to download the Tuscaloosa Thread app to get all of his news and notes. So you get uh, app alerts for anything that's going on in Tuscaloosa—crime and punishment, new businesses, clothes businesses, uh, wrecks and wrecks and bad things that happen on the road. All that stuff you can follow it on Tuscaloosa Thread. Stephen, let's have a, co- a bigger conversation because I feel like I feel like the. And again, feel is not a scientific thing, so correct me. But I feel like guns and sports have been more prevalent in the last maybe six to 12 months. And I look over the laws, especially the laws in our great state of Alabama, and it is a great state. I will once again want to reiterate that. And I see, OK, in- in- enacted in law January 3, 2023, uh, permitless carry. And so I wonder how much of these laws, these these, these new gun laws have contributed to some of our athletes or just a general carelessness around firearms
3: in our great state? Well, <laughs> I don't want to speak—you know, I'm not in the minds of any of these athletes. Sure, but, like, doesn't, uh, but, uh, but Craig, Craig, also, doesn't it feel like So the, the, the law change was this. You know, previously to—before to, uh, January of this year, to carry a handgun on your person concealed— under your shirt, you know, under your jacket, in your waistband, or to have it in a vehicle at all. If it was in a vehicle, it counted as concealed. To do either of those things, to hide it on your person or have it in your car, you had to have a permit. And to get a permit, you had to pay money, pass a background check, and have it issued by the county sheriff's office, who would give it to you for one to five years. And then you'd have to go renew it. You Sounds know, you'd reasonable. You'd have to pay more money. You'd have to pass the check again. They'd give it to you again. Uh, and the, you know, the, 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 legislators in the state have argued, you, you call it permitless carry and the sort of Republican leadership calls it constitutional carry. Okay. The, my permit to carry a handgun is the second amendment. What do I need? A sheet of paper from the okay. sheriff okay. That I have to pay for my constitutional right. You can and sell me on that argument, so unfortunately. There, you can sell me. There, You know, the, the argument from the, the permitless carry crowd or the constitutional carry crowd is that you really ought not to have to pay the state to exercise your constitutional right. That feels like something I actually I agree with. There, <laughs> there, 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 there certainly is merit to the idea, you know, if if, if your politics line up with the, the constitutional right to sort of uh, to, to carry a weapon unchecked and, and uninfringed, then yes, yeah. you know, this, the, there is some credence to the idea that you shouldn't have to pay for it that that becomes a right that you are uh, you may be pricing some people out of 20 bucks a year for your concealed carry permit may not be a lot to you but it may be too much for somebody else does he have less right to carry a gun than you republican legislators in alabama would argue no and so this is, I mean, you know, there's a hundred consequences to this that we could delve into. I mean, this was a major funding source for sheriff's offices in all 67 counties. Well, they just won't make that money anymore. And they're going to have to figure out how to pay their salaries and uh, their benefits and, and buy equipment and fuel their vehicles without this pistol permit um, uh, revenue. But the major issue, the one you're driving at, is that there is no longer a legal deterrent of any kind to carrying... A handgun. Right. Uh, I mean, it just is not as long as you are not a felon or an illegal immigrant uh, who, who is someone who is already legally barred from carrying a weapon, you no longer have to have a permit. There doesn't have to be a background check. I mean, there, there's no uh, state involvement anymore. And so previously, at least you knew. I, you know, I don't want to carry a gun on me unless I've gone through this rigmarole, unless I've given the sheriff's office my serial numbers, unless I've applied for a permit and passed this background check. I, you would not carry a gun because sure, it was sure. a to me It wasn't even a big crime, but it was a crime. And you could be arrested and you could be charged. That deterrent is gone now. And, and uh, there is no longer a legal reason to leave your gun at home. Um, you know, because you don't have to jump through hoops to carry it. You you were legally assumed to be in the right <laughs> to be carrying a firearm. Well, you know? so with, with, all, with all that said, and, I, and you've laid it out
1: great. With all that said, am I... <laughs> just more aware of the violence because I work right next to you and that's how I feel and that's how I, and I read the Tuscaloosa thread and so when I see all of everything that's kind of gone on over the last six months, I feel and again, feel is not always the truth uh, I feel like, oh gosh it's dangerous out there and, that, and then I jumped to the conclusion that, oh, my gosh, this law has made it more dangerous. And, OK, I'm well open to people saying, no, Joe, you're wrong. Here's the facts of
3: that evidence. Those don't line up. It, it, it is my feeling out of line? I would say that opponents of the legislation would agree with you. I would say that a, a, a large number of law enforcement officials who are normally very right leaning would agree with you on this issue, that the that the permitless carry bill, the constitutional carry law is a problem and it has made things less uh, less safe, but I would also tell you that there is. I I think people's perception of violent crime in West Alabama is skewed by the amount of really good, really timely reporting going on. I'm not tuning my own horn there. I'll I'll tune it for you. Everybody is doing. Everybody is doing well in in bringing the news to people about violent crime in the area. But if you look in the stats, if you get into the stats, I think we've had about half a dozen homicides in the county so far this year. That's that's trending on pace with what we've seen before. And on Honestly, okay. honestly, below average. now, if you'd asked me in January when we had five homicides in a single month, I would have told you you know the, the, the end is near. But in February, March, April, and and so far into May, really we have seen things cool down in a significant way. And even the the most recent shooting that we saw in Tuscaloosa, we're now hearing was likely a self-defense case where a man was killed who was uh, somewhere he should not have been to harm a woman who was there and that a second man on scene drew a weapon and killed him. Uh, and oh, so the even, old good guy with a gun even, argument, even that homicide, it has not led to murder charges. Okay. And and so I, I, you know, there is a perception I, that you cannot deny that there is a perception that violent crime is on the rise and that Tuscaloosa is a less safe place. I don't think that's backed up by current statistics. Uh, and and, that, you know, when we see a big wave like we do in January, it can really make it feel and leave you with the sense that things are worse than they are. Uh, because the, the few homicides we did have so far this year were right on top of each other, one yes. after the other. Yes. And that leaves just kind of a, a a mental, just a perception across the whole community that things are not good. Yeah. And uh, I think people are less likely to notice that, hey, it's been... Ninety days since I no, heard. No, because the her. next time you put out a shooting, it's like, yeah, another uh, yeah, one happened next again. Today? Right? It's it's just confirmation bias, uh-huh, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and to stack to stack the beginning of the year so so crazily has has left people, and not just you, not just in this studio, but across the community, feeling that uh you know things are not safe things are less safe than they could be and i i, I don't know that the data you know i don't feel like that there's data to support you should not leave your house or you should not feel safe uh be smart but i don't think that there's some kind of violent crime wave in west alabama that we really need to be super concerned about aiden uh real quick before the show can you turn the radio off for me real quick turn up
1: turn off. i got to talk to steven about something sensitive turn it off yeah are we good Steven, now that nobody's listening, I gotta know. How much money did you make last week betting on LSU? Come betting on the, the t- When you found out that when you found out that picture was pulled Did you pull out every dollar and you went? uh, Who do you know in Ohio? Who do you know in Ohio and how much
3: money did you make off the Tigers? You know, one of my uh, one of my early journalism mentors, uh, John Reed, is in Ohio working in Columbus, and uh, there is less than zero percent chance that John's listening. But, you know, shout out to John Reed. He's the guy I know in Ohio. But I didn't bet anything. You know, I have a lot of vices, but sports betting is not one. That's exactly
1: Uh, what somebody would say if they gambled on insider information.
3: Well, it's exactly what you would say. You know, I, the, all my gains last week came from uh, from the stock market and and, and uh, you know trading there, not on uh, not on sports betting on Alabama baseball, which is a subject uh, I, I know very. Very little about. Stephen
0: got a bonus from his big LPVs.
1: All you need to know last week was LSU's the number one baseball team in the country, and we pulled our starting pitcher, and we're not that not not the number one team in the nation. Uh, So if you if you followed up on that, uh, you made a big
3: you made a decent windfall. just it's, an interesting story. Well, I, I, and you know, I know you touched on it earlier. It, it is very strange times uh, in and around Alabama athletics. Just on the baseball team, when you're t- we were talking about this, this betting pause, but you also have the, the lawsuit that we covered against Coach Bohannan about ignoring a player injury—that's going to be a you've nothing burger. This, it's going to be a this, nothing burger. This deputy uh, AD arrest. Uh, the, Do you know
1: any uh, more details other than what was put out there?
3: No, we haven't. Uh, we haven't seen any yet, and uh, it's it's tricky, you know. Uh, Third degree domestic violence. Let's it's be a misdemeanor. honest. It's a misdemeanor. Now, God, of course, you know it should go without saying that all domestic violence is a problem. It's all, uh, uh, but it is it is a misdemeanor, you know, and and so those those. Uh, uh, the details of that case uh, are easier to keep uh, sealed or in a municipal court than something a, a more serious felony charge. Uh, and so we we have not learned more yet, other than the you know that he was taken into custody, that uh, he was jailed for 24 hours on a domestic violence hold, where you know the state law says you can be kept without bond for a set period of time to give all parties time to, to cool off, basically. And so he was he was kept there for the 24 hours and bonded out on, on a five hundred dollar bond. You know, there, there was never any doubt that he was uh, going to be leaving the jail at first uh, opportunity. Uh, but no, we, we don't have details on that yet. And in, in, in a case where with the uh, uh, charges that are this sort of uh, benign, legally speaking, and I'm only sure of course, legally of there, uh, when I when I use that language. But uh, the details on those cases can be harder to to sort of uh, uncover. All right. Real quick. We got a short time left how close are you to putting succession at number 1 of your all-time television shows because i'm 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 right there after this past week so you know i i have a deep love for succession and what i what shocks me about it is its ability, its its consistency. Oh. So you know when you talk about favorite show, I, I go straight to like True Detective season one. But True Detective season two did not, it was not consistent. It did not carry that momentum forward. Three was a good return to form, but you know you've got this this ugly stepchild in the middle. Secession seasons one, two, three, four, it really has been a masterclass from from beginning to end. And the, uh, the you know the acting, the writing, it's also incredible. That I think it's going it's going to earn a, a very a uh, uh, comfortable place in this kind of age of prestige TV. Uh, very few people are doing it as well as the uh, the team uh, over at Secession. The cast there, the 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 director, the the composer. My God, it's it's really good uh, cover to cover. Seth Hopper, I'll follow you anywhere for love. That's going to do it for us on Cup of Joe. Steven
1: Dethricks, thanks for hanging out with us. Follow him at Tuscaloosa Thread. Download the Tuscaloosa Thread app. It's the best app for news in this area. Crime and punishment, new and new closed businesses, aid politics, local politics, everything you need to know right there on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Big news sports coming up next.